0: Hi, welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited that you are here. If this is your very first time listening, welcome. If you are part of the community here, welcome back. I really appreciate each and every one of you taking out your precious time to tune in to these episodes. Last week, we ended the Build Bank Brand Series with Tara who talked about running a business. Mamas, if you did not catch that series, you need to go get your life. So I'll do a quick recap for you guys just so that you can see what you're missing out on. We had Building Your Confidence with Terry of the Single Moms University. So if you are a person who has been wanting to start a business or wanting to start a blog, but you are afraid afraid and you lack the confidence, that is definitely a great episode to get you started. We then talk with Valencia over at Millionaire's Mama, who talks about how she went from side hustles to paying off over, I believe it was $43,000 worth of debt. So again, if that's you and you don't really have a lot of money um, to start building into your business, or you just feel like you can't even save, you know, $2, then that's an episode that you want to definitely listen to. We also talked with Nikisha, over at com about branding and blogging and just utilizing her blog to reach brands and gain opportunities and to monetize that so she has multiple streams of income coming from her blog. Again, those episodes were part of the Build, Bank, and Brand series. So Definitely go check those out if you are trying to get started. I also hosted a class for those mamas who didn't really have any money to pay a website designer but wanted a website so that they could get started. So I will link the replay in the show notes so that you too can go and check that out and start building your website for free with Squarespace. All I ask is that you give me some feedback and let me know if you were able to indeed build your website from that replay i've also started a group specifically for single black moms over on facebook i will link that as well in the show notes so that you too can join and connect with mamas all over if you have been listening and you have not subscribed yet what are you waiting on Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, okay? And if you've been listening and you have gotten some tips, you wrote notes, but you haven't shared, what are you holding the information back for? There are other moms out there that need this information too, so share with them, okay? I really appreciate it. And then also take the time out to leave a review And rate the podcast. So, now let's get into this week's episode. I am talking with Desiree about attending graduate school as a single mom. So, I've been thinking about going back to school and I wanted to talk to another single mom to kind of see what it was like. So, here's our conversation How are you?
1: Hi. Yes, I am doing really well. I'm exhausted, but you know, that's mom life. But yes, thank you so much for having
0: me and I'm excited to be here with you. You are welcome. If you don't mind, will you take some time to tell the listeners about you? Typically, I just like for people to share um, how long they've been a mom, um, a single mom at that, kind of like how old you are, if you feel comfortable with that. And then just a few interesting things about you.
1: Of course, of course. So I am 30. I will be 31 next month. <laughs> um, I've been a mom. My baby is turning four um, in April. So I I know fun years. Um, I've been a mom for four years. Um, single mom. Technically, I have only been an official single mom for about a year. Um, but, I, you know, if we keep in a row 100, I've been a single mom pretty much from the jump, you know, <laughs> I did most of the work, yes. paid most of the bills, did most of the heavy lifting. Um, yes. So yeah, it's it's been a long journey, but we here, we surviving. <laughs>
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. So my daughter is actually, she just turned five. So that's really exciting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And these baby girls, they they are something else. They
1: are so sassy, like way sassier than I remember being at four. Yes. They have a
0: lot to say. (laughs) They really
1: do. A
0: lot. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to talk to you today about your journey um, in graduate school. And I just really wanted to know what actually made you consider um going back to school I don't know if you went like completely after undergrad you say you were 30 so it seems like maybe you have taken a break and then you decided to go back so kind of talk about that a little bit
1: yeah so um I actually went to undergrad um as a pre-med student I from the age I was seven just I knew that I was going to be a doctor My family kind of knew everybody would call me like Dr. Harper. Like it was written like I was going to be a doctor. Um, so I went to school and I got my, um, undergrad degree in cellular and molecular biology. It's way fancier than what it sounds. I mean, it's less fancy <laughs> than what it sounds like. It's just a really fancy title for, I have a biology
0: degree. Well, wow, I have a biology degree too. Oh my no God. way. Oh my God.
1: Now I love you even more. We are biology nurse <laughs> together. <laughs> yes. I wanted to go to medical school. Um, And, you know, as I got closer to graduation, you know, being told about how stiff competition is and, you know, just kind of understanding that I needed to have some sort of backup plan, I decided that if medical school didn't work out, that I would do PA school, which is physician's assistant school. And for that, you need um, contact hours. So you had to have been working in the healthcare field for a certain number of hours. Um, And so I actually got my EMT license, which is Emergency Medical Technician. Um, So I started working as an EMT to get the hours just in case medical school didn't happen. Um, And so, you know, also during that time, I was like, you know, out there living my best life, getting all kinds of debt. And not realizing what I was doing to myself. And I got caught in that like vicious cycle where, you know, like you have to work to pay the bills. (laughs) Um, And I actually met my my daughter's father working as an EMT. Um, And then, you know, the daughter happened. (laughs) She was not planned. Um, And after she came along, um, you know, she kind of, she rocked my world, like in the best way possible. Um, but she came in and she just changed everything. I just, I knew instantly that um, I wasn't going to sacrifice like her formative years trying to fulfill my dream. And and not that I gave up my dream, it just, my dream kind of changed. I just, I wanted to be home with her <laughs> is yeah. what I really wanted to do. Um, and I could kind of tell, you know, like, like I was saying, I could kind of tell that Um, My journey as a mom was going to be pretty much my show. Like it was going to be me. I was going to have to be the responsible one. Um, And so, you know, I, I went back to work. I actually was not working for the very first year. I just, I really wanted to be home with my baby. And I really just wanted to become an entrepreneur. I, was a Beachbody coach for a while. I actually, um, just quit the business a while ago. That's how Super most cool. people, yeah, most people who know me, um, on Instagram or, or Snapchat because you know I love the snap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, most people that know me know me from that. I started um really being into social media from being a health and fitness coach with Beachbody, um, and I really wanted to make a career out of that so I could you know be a present mom and do all the things I really wanted to do. And, you know, once I got a taste of that life, um, even now, you know, I work in corporate. um, But even now, I like I still have that like passion. Like, if I find out how to pop on YouTube or Instagram, like, darn it. (laughs) I'm gonna (laughs) I'm putting in that two weeks notice because, you know, I would just adore being here with my daughter and, you know, making my own schedule and just living my life the way I want to, instead of, you know, playing to someone else's timeline. So
0: yeah, yeah, it can be very challenging.
1: Yes, it's extremely challenging. Um, Especially when you feel like I'm with my daughter, you know, I'm, I'm a single mom, and I, I still don't get a lot of quality time with her because, you know, we wake up, we hustle, we go to work, I come home, we hustle, we go to bed. And, and yes, that's Yes, and it's days. the same
0: thing over and over again. It's like yes, the routine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, um, so... You know, I've been talking to quite a few moms, and what I've learned is that the majority of them that I've been talking to, they have converted to this entrepreneurial lifestyle so that they can spend more time with their children. Um, and you mentioned Beachbody, so I actually talked to a mom, but not on the podcast, who actually does something similar, and um, uh-huh. she, found, she found a way to actually, I guess, make it work to like support their lifestyle. And then... Oh. Um, I don't know if you, if you're into podcasts, but if you are, if you go back a few episodes, um, I got a chance to sit down with Makaysa and she left her job as an engineer and now she does It Works. And she was actually able to, you know, like start making a living off of that. You know, it took her a while to build up the business or whatever, but, you know, that's what she's doing now. She's able to spend time with her daughter and, you know, attend PTO functions and all of that. So it's definitely something to consider, you know? Right? Um,
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, I worked for a really long time trying to build that business and it just, I don't know. I I think because everything was happening, um, you know, with my ex and me breaking up and my daughter going through this new change with trying to learn, um, you know, our new reality it just, it became overwhelming, like trying to balance spending time with her and working and not losing my sanity and trying to take care of myself. And my weight loss became so tied to my business that when my business wasn't successful, my weight loss wasn't successful and vice versa. It just became this nasty little dance. And I just was like, as much as I would love to make this my business and to be able to make my own schedule, my own life. I just felt like right now, it just wasn't it wasn't for you. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't working. And I was like, you know, if later on, I can pick this up and build it then great. But right now it's like, it just was too much. So trust me though, as soon as <laughs> I actually, so graduate school actually came up, um, because of where I'm working now you know she's getting older she's needing more she's going to be in school soon and i'm just realizing like i i am basically like living like paycheck to paycheck like credit card to credit card it's really tight our budget um and i don't i don't want to ever have to tell her you know we can't do this or we can't eat here we can't go there i've had really embarrassing <laughs> moments of um you know my mom friends invited me to birthday parties, and I'll tell them yes, and I'll be excited for the opportunity to be out and about and to have her, you know, have friends, but I'm so embarrassed that I can't afford a gift for their child that a lot of times we don't go, <laughs> and it's, yeah. that feeling is the worst feeling, and it I is. Just, yeah. Especially when you like, you bust your, you know, your ass. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying really hard to keep my potty mouth. Oh, no, no. <laughs> you're
0: fine. Yeah.
1: It's like, you work your, your ass off so hard and you're, you're still struggling. Still and it's struggling. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm not about this life, man. Like if I'm gonna, I don't mind the hustle. I don't, you know, being a single mom is all about the hustle, but it's like, I want to, I want to have something to show for it at the end of the day.
0: You yeah. know, right now,
1: me and my my baby, we share a room in my mom's house. Like that's how real the struggle is. So I'm like, something has got to change. So that's how graduate school came up. It's like I, as lovely and fancy as my degree sounds, like it doesn't do anything
0: for me right now. Yeah, which is unfortunate. I'll tell you the story about me, and maybe I don't know. This may help you, but. um, so for me you know I actually got pregnant in college so it was like my was in my sophomore junior year I think it was my junior year um uh-huh. and literally I, I don't know how I was gonna make it because I'm in college working you know I, right. I, I did research um because mm-hmm. like I said my major was biology too so I did research and I got paid for that but I also um Worked at a restaurant as a server, but mm-hmm. um, when I was pregnant, I actually was working as a host, and we only got paid—I don't know, like less than ten dollars an hour, whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got past like the pregnancy, and uh, when she was born, um, I went back to live with my grandma for a while, mm-hmm. and so at that point, I took a break from college so um I could like figure out how I was gonna work how I was gonna you know be able to take care of her whatever you know um me and her dad were still together but like he was on the grind too right we were both Mm -hmm. college students like we didn't have any money you know so (laughs) um, I ended up going back to work at the restaurant um while my grandma would keep my baby and she lived like an hour and a half away and so like it was a struggle for me to You know, like, leave her there and then go to work and then come back on the weekends. So, literally, I did that for probably, let's see, maybe, like, three or four months. And then um, I ended up getting a full-time job working in HR for a nonprofit. And Mm so, like, listen, I only was making, like, $9 and something working as an HR assistant. And, (laughs) like, it was so much work
1: that
0: (laughs) I was just like yo this cannot be life so (laughs) fast forward um probably I did that for about two years I worked the HR job and I worked at the restaurant at night and let me tell you that was crazy because I ended up going back to school to finish because I was like I came too far even though I had realized by like my junior year like okay you know I thought I wanted to be a medical scientist when I um when I went to college, which is why I majored in biology, but Mm -hmm. after actually doing the research and the work, I, you know, I figured out that it wasn't something that I wanted to do, but I still wanted to do something like healthcare related. So I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do, but right now I have to figure something out. So her dad and I, we started having issues. And so um, we were living it together for probably like a year And then, Mm -hmm. um, I ended up moving out. And so I said that if we did not make any improvements, like, you know how some people say that, I don't know, absence makes the heart grow fonder or something. It's some quote like that. And so it's like, okay, so if this distance doesn't help us, it's going to hurt us. And so our situation did not improve. And I was like, okay, you know what? Like, you know this is not working we're just mm-hmm. like really on the rocks we're just hanging on for what right you know? and so i just was like at this point you know i think it's best that you know we do what we can for our child and that's that like we don't have anything else you know to do with right. each other like just yeah. it was like really we were just sticking together for her i felt and mm-hmm. so um after that you know, we broke up and um I thought like even after we broke up, like, okay, maybe we'll get back together, right? Maybe this thing will work itself out somehow. Like maybe this will actually like, I don't know, set off a button for him or a light bulb or something. But no, that's is- how it
1: never does. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that that never really happened. So right. I was like, I'm okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I graduated from college and then another year passed and I'm still in the same situation like working this job and working two jobs actually. And so I was like, okay, yeah, it's time for me to move, like actually move. So, I sold everything I had and uh we moved to Houston. Now, mm-hmm. I have some relatives here and um you know, they were like they would help me, you know, get on my feet this that, and the other. Okay, that yeah it lasted for a couple months, but after that, like that did not work. I had to like figure out I didn't even have a plan B when I moved. It was just like right. <laughs> like yeah. I had to figure it out. But anyways, um one of my relatives, she had been in the field, and I don't know if you're familiar with healthcare credentialing. It's something that a lot of people don't really know about. uh-huh. And so um, you know, she was saying that I could you know start here. And, you know, move around. Like once I get in somewhere, it's like, you know, then I can move around and kind of figure out what I actually wanted to do in healthcare. So, right. anyways, I ended up getting into this field and fell in love with it. Cause I actually really enjoy what I do because it still allows me to do research, but uh-huh. it's not like in the lab. And I actually get to oh. talk to people. And so, um, yeah, that's what I do. And so I started out um here like at an HR company actually making probably like almost twice as much as I was making that $9 an hour. Right. And yeah. so from there I just kept growing. And so right. I, I think it's really about like, I told this story to say like just getting uncomfortable and surrounding yourself with people who like actually want to help you grow. And right. um, you don't really want to see you go because it, it is a real struggle. And a lot of people don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's kind of like figuring out what you actually want to do and letting people know that, right? And then putting yourself in that position. And it's going to be tough. Like you said, you had to move back in with your mom or whatever. And so you're in that one bedroom. But just know that your sacrifices will pay off. Oh,
1: yeah. I, I have no doubt. You know, in the same breath that I'm like, man, this ain't right. 30 years old and still living with mom. I still like I wouldn't change it. Like my ex would push all the time for you know, oh, we need to move in together. That that's what's going to help us and as much as I loved him and as much as I wanted, you know, to be a legit family under one roof. Um, you know, you have that intuition like if this thing falls apart, how would I survive it? Like would I be able to carry this on my own? And the answer was always no and I, you know, I had to, I had to think about things like that as much as that is like terrible. It's like, you know, you want to have faith in your man and you want to believe that he has your back. But if that intuition is telling you, girl, <laughs> if, if the red flags is kind of waving in your face, you have to pay attention to them. Me and do. I oh just my couldn't. Gosh. Yeah. I just could not let myself do it. And like, I'm pretty sure, you know, a lot of our issues. Um. Maybe not. They probably wouldn't have come to light, you know, if we were in the same space. Uh, he lives about an hour away. Well, he used to live about an hour away from us, so there was a bit of a distance. And he was also in school, and so there was a lot of away time. Um, he's also very young, and um, so it's like, well, you're not around, and so you know, I get lonely and blah blah blah. Whoop de whoop. So <laughs> um, it just, you know, I had to really think about it for myself. As much as it is, you know, not where a 30-year-old mom wants to be, you just have to make the best decisions for you and for your child, because, you know, if it was just me, maybe I could still be reckless, but, you know, I also have to think about my baby, and if, you know, I peace out a mom's house thinking I'm grown, and like, oh, I'm gonna go live with my man, and then my man ups and leaves me with an apartment I can't afford, then what? (laughs) Right. Then I didn't burn the bridge. I didn't show my ass. And my mom is like, Oh, so now you're trying to come back. So <laughs> yes, um, I totally, you know, I, I have so much faith, um, especially now in, you know, our future and what God has in store for us. And you know, that's the reason why I went ahead and took the leap for graduate school. I knew that it was going to be a struggle. And that every day I would regret it, but <laughs> but I know that at the end of this, even if the the degree itself doesn't put me, you know, somewhere different, I know at least the journey will put me somewhere different. You know, yeah. it may not be exactly what my master is going to be in, but I know it's going to do something for me. So. Uh, Yeah, I just knew something had to be done, you know, she's getting older, I want to be able to give her her own space. And I need my own space too, you know, so we're both growing, we both need our own space. So mom's gotta just you know elevate that hustle so
0: yeah so we can have our own space
1: yeah Yeah.
0: and another thing um i did when i moved here to like help me get started um and i don't know if you've ever heard of this company it's called arise um you Mm -hmm. actually like work from home it's kind of almost like customer service Uh but literally like you can do it from home all you need is like a computer headset of an internet and you could literally like work from home and it allows you to have some extra cash but yeah. it's nothing you know it's just something temporary to like help you out you know if you're trying to save for something yeah um, just that sort of thing but oh know, yeah
1: i have to look into that yeah I definitely um <laughs> I know a lot of my friends are like girl you should just do uber and I'm like but who gonna watch my kid though like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, is she gonna be able to ride in the car with us? Like, so I don't I don't know how that would work out. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. always Yeah, I know I am always <laughs> trying to find <laughs> some sort of side hustle that is not going to take away, you know, the time that I have. It's funny, you know, when me and my ex were still, you know, going back and forth about the whole custody situation, he would tell me like, you're being so selfish, you know, you have her all the time, you get all this time with her already and i'd be like bro if you could look into my life the amount of quality time i actually get to spend with my child is like minimal because i spend the majority of that time hustling to make sure she's got a meal and clothes and whatever else she needs in her life and it's like i don't think that i don't think anybody really thinks about things like that like we spend, Yeah they don't. We spend the majority of our lives at work like we don't even get to enjoy, you know, the little things, you know, her daycare provider is more aware of what's going on in her world than I am. And that breaks my heart. Yeah. So you know, I'm just I'm just whatever I can do to like, spend more time with her is really what I'm I'm trying to do. If it's going to be this master's degree, or, you know, if it's going to be, you know, anything like you know i also i'm writing with this blog it's called worthy and they found me on instagram and i started writing articles for them and that's been a new exciting venture i'm excited about that um so that's been a little side hustle that's been helping a little bit well that's good you'll have yeah. to
0: be um, the um the link so i can put it in the show notes that way people oh can of course yes it. it's an amazing
1: blog for divorced and single moms so Um, definitely would fit in with your audience, and, you know, they're really great, they're amazing to me, and so that's
0: been fun, so. (laughs) That's awesome, that's so awesome. Now, um, as far as school, like, how do you manage because um, I know you said you work now I know some graduate school programs are mm-hmm. like um you know hybrid or some may meet like once a week is it uh-huh. like an everyday thing are you full-time part-time like kind of talk about that a little bit Yes,
1: so the program that I am doing, I'm actually going for my master's in healthcare administration. Oh, sweet, um, you know what? Just yeah.
0: pause right there because okay, <laughs> <laughs> like there are residency programs that you can get into. So that I don't know how far along you are in the program, and I don't know if your school has this. Uh huh. Um, I know my job. I work for a hospital corporation of America. Uh huh. So, um, well, actually, the business company. And so they actually have a program and you can Google it. Um, They have a residency program, but they're not the only ones. Um, I know here in Houston, there's a lot of like residency programs that you can apply for like after you're done. So that's something that you could look into so that you know where you'll be going from there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, that would be
1: amazing. I'm definitely going to look that up um, because I <laughs> I want to transition quickly, right? Like, I don't want yeah. to be working on this master's degree and still clock- clocking in at, like, $19, 20 an hour because so that's not that's, – it's nothing, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. to a mom. Like, I, people – when I tell people, they're like, oh, that's not
0: bad. And I'm like, yeah, uh, but when no. you sack on raising a
1: whole-ass kid, <laughs> i'm not i don't see any of that money right
0: (laughs) it's, it's a struggle i'm not gonna lie yeah yeah
1: it's really hard so that would definitely be something i need to look into so my program though um it is fully online um thank god because i really if i had thought that i could have done a hybrid program i would have been wrong. Because even this online program is kicking my butts. It is an absolute struggle. Um, Monday through Friday, my schedule is ridiculous. I wake up at about three mm, thirty a.m. on a good day, so I can get, you know, a thirty-minute workout in because I'm still out here in these streets trying to find a step daddy for my baby. Um, so I got to get my fitness game up. <laughs> hey. Um, <laughs> Um, so I wake up. I try to wake up at 3.30 to get my workout in, and then I get me and the baby dressed. We usually leave the house around 6.30-ish. Um, it takes me an hour to get to work. So I'm, I'm at work from about 8 to 4 or 4.30, and then it takes me another hour to get to the baby. By the time we get home, it's probably 6 p.m., and I am beat to hell. So I... <laughs> as Listen, much we as we have I, the
0: same schedule kind of <laughs> yeah
1: as much as I want to come home and be a student and you know get my stuff done it just does not happen I am so exhausted I'm usually passing out my is watching me like she's tucking me in like that's my life right now <laughs> oh my god so yeah mind? it is so yeah it's so difficult so I find myself getting all my assignments done at the last minute so like the way the program is structured is we have discussion boards that's supposed to simulate you know like class discussions yeah and those have to be done on Wednesday by midnight and then um, typically there's papers that are due on Sunday at midnight Um, so it's rough and it's an accelerated course it's only gonna take me a year Um, but I have two courses every eight weeks. So I just started. Yeah, I just started. I'm in week seven of my very first term. So (laughs) I'm still kind of adjusting, but so far so good. You know, I'm maintaining my grades and getting stuff done. Yeah, we'll Um, have to
0: follow up to see like your (laughs) please do (laughs) keep me accountable. (laughs) (laughs) Hold me accountable, please do. I actually thought about uh, myself going back for um, a master's in healthcare administration, but oh, wow. I wanted to make sure. That's why I was like, when I saw what you were doing, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have her own. Number yeah. one, like other people who may be considering graduate school, but you know, wonder like how you actually get it done and yeah then, too for me personally because like I thought about it but my thing was that I didn't want any more student loan debt and then I wanted to make sure that it was actually going to pay off like right. I'm actually going to receive an increase for getting this degree like I don't want to just get a degree just to say I have one right So right. yeah my job that I work for now um, they actually have this program I guess it's just like tuition reimbursement program I forgot like what the name of it is but anyways um, it's like if you enroll I think maybe full-time they will reimburse reimburse, like the full amount um, Mm -hmm. if you have an A or it's like 80% if you have a B and so on and so forth and so I was like okay I need to take advantage of this so I've been thinking about it and I've researched some programs here locally so I've been wondering you know with myself like I really feel like online classes are just not my thing although I have done them Uh but like those discussion boards and stuff it's just like so much and I feel like when you're you know in the classroom you don't have to do as much work as you do (laughs) with like a full online program so I'm like um yeah I don't know and I'm still debating on that so um there's a another program here where it's hybrid and you meet like I think like once a month so I'm just like at the point where okay if I can get like an increase in pay then maybe I can find a babysitter who would actually like pick her up like one day a month if it's like you know and I can actually make it work and maybe I can like get the babysitter to come over while I do homework or something like once a week you know I don't know um I haven't figured out the logistics but it is something that I've been thinking about uh, doing so yeah
1: right yeah it's uh it's different for me I have never done an online course this is my very first time oh wow so it's, yeah it's definitely been a different experience because it's like you said it's all online and it's weird like we're seven weeks in and I'm just you know every week I'm asking myself like um so when are y'all gonna check that I'm like learning stuff because right. um, <laughs> we ain't had no exams, but, you know, like, I looked at the syllabus, there's no exams, Yeah, we're just you constantly writing papers. research papers, so I'm yeah. just
0: like, uh,
1: <laughs> I guess. It's just like
0: you teach yourself, you know, that's, yeah. That's on. yeah, and I don't, I'm not a huge fan of that, it's like, uh, you know, um, but hey, it, for, if it works for you, you know, it works for you, but I'm just like, Um, I don't know about that. Yeah. You know, I didn't,
1: I didn't even think about how different it would be. Um, you know, being online, I just, I was so gassed about the idea. Like, it's only going to take me a year. And the, the school that I go to is actually the school that I work for. So I work for a school of pharmacy, but they have a bunch of other uh, programs. And so um, I get a tuition discount because I'm an employee. And so I was like, well, why not, you know?
0: Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. So maybe so, they'll actually I, promote you from within then. Is, you know,
1: I I don't think so. Only because I work for a school of pharmacy. So I don't know if the master's would get me any higher position than where I am currently.
0: Like but, a coordinator or something? I don't know. I think um, at some universities, they have – Like the coordinators have masters. I don't know though.
1: That's actually my title now. (laughs) Oh,
0: really? Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, So I'm a um, coordinator for their clinical rotations for pharmacy students. Um, Oh, wow. But, you know, now that you're saying that, though, I mean, I'm sure that there is some sort of, you know, administrative position that maybe, you know, I could possibly fill or maybe they could create one. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You never know the doors that it'll open. Like, and then once you look into those administrative residencies, um, right they find something in that too and even if it requires moving like i don't know if you're open i always tell everybody like do what you have to do like i moved here without any family so right. um i just say do you have to do for your kid you know what i'm saying you want to yeah. provide the best lifestyle that you can um so i'll just say do you have to do you know what works right. best for you and only you know that
1: right exactly yeah definitely I'm just excited about what comes at the end of this year. I definitely did not want any credit card debt because I think I mentioned earlier I was already drowning.
0: Yes, I was going to ask about that because, you know, like, those student loans are something serious. Yes. Let me tell you.
1: (laughs) So so I I told myself in my head, you know, like, I'm already paying student loans. I, I got lucky with undergrad. I only had to get one loan, and it was, like, four thousand dollars so you know it wasn't like the massive amount of debt that most students come out with and so you know I was just like I just I just was telling myself I'm gonna do this this is a year program you know and I looked at salaries online I was like at some point I could be possibly making six figures from this master's degree so you know I'm just gonna you know jump in and take a leap of faith and God's gonna have my back because it, otherwise what's what am I gonna do what's my option B? like continue yeah. to live here and have my like 10 year old still sleeping in my bed you know because yeah. mom needs love too you know if you get what yeah. I'm saying
0: Absolutely. so I <laughs> so I'm just <laughs> like,
1: so yeah I did get student loans um I'm definitely I think that'll be another motivator for me you know once I finish the program to then go and like really hustle after a new position because I've now got new loans that I have to worry about and take care of. So um, that was a sacrifice that I made. I'm not quite sure yet if it was the best decision though. Cause literally right after I enrolled and like signed all my financial aid papers, I saw this video on Facebook. Uh, where this girl was talking about how her student loans are basically like ruining her entire life and i was like oh no
0: wild. it's not that serious like-
1: yeah i was i was like what kind of sign is this lord like i thought we was on the same page and you
0: <laughs> yeah like, but i don't people like run all the way out like yeah, yeah. really it's just i mean just <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, she like- was like
1: you know i had to sell all my stuff and it was just the the saddest story and she's like I basically am struggling to survive, and
0: I was like, "Oh my god!" Okay, girl. Let's <laughs> talk about like what you did, what you've been doing, how you've been paying these loans, if you even talk. You know, like people share right. a of the story; they never share the full story.
1: Right. I was like, there has to be something else going on because yes. <laughs> she was like, so I felt so terrible for all. Like, what child? You need. I think you need prayer. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh! Yeah. So um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think when it comes down to student loans, it's about like making a plan and sticking to it. Like, how are you going to pay this back? And mm-hmm. there's like tons of articles out there. And I've paid off like one of mine. And I'm, I wasn't as fortunate as you to have like <laughs> yeah. like, like 4000 I think I actually had, uh, when I left undergrad, like 15000 or something. And it's still not as bad as like, a lot of other right that I know because like the reason why I have that much is because actually I lived off of my student loan so I okay like a family where my mom was a single mom too
1: and uh, my
0: grandma ended up raising me and so my dad was like in and out of our lives and I didn't have anybody to really go to in terms of, like, finances. So, like, mm-hmm. the first year, my freshman year, I think um, it was basically paid for. I just needed money for books, right? So I didn't have anybody to go to for books. So I took out a loan for that. Oh, okay. And, and then the next year, it was kind of the same thing, except, like, I wanted money for survival. Um, and I started to want things. I joined a sorority and all those sorts of things. And so I needed money for those things. And right. so – um. <laughs> yeah, I, I ended up taking out another loan and, you know, it just kept going on and on. And so, yeah, I left with like 15,000. Um, And then I enrolled in a graduate program um, for education because I thought I was actually going to teach. Cause like, I was like kind of like you in this situation where like, what am I going to do? I have a biology degree and nowhere to go because I was living in Mississippi at the time and like who's gonna hire me I don't have any experience all I have is a biology degree only thing I can do is teach but you had to you had to um you know have certain courses you had to like take the state test and yes um, oh my
1: god (laughs) I was gonna I was I looked into the same thing everybody was like well you could be a teacher they said it like it was just like I could just walk into somebody's school and be like I'm a teacher now but right, there's so no. much more that you have to do. Yeah,
0: so I enrolled in these classes, and instead of taking out, like, just what I needed for the class, like, I just got whatever they gave me. And so, oh, yeah, you know, and, like, it's just horrible mistakes that you make, and you would think, like, you know better, but it's just, like, until you, like, actually look back on the situation and was like, you know, dang, that was stupid. But at the same time, right. like, okay, like, I'm a single mom, like, fresh out of college, I don't have a lot of money, so this can really, like, help me, you know, like, I put that right. money in my savings account,
1: yeah, <laughs> right. When
0: I, like, when I needed it for, like, emergency stuff, like, my car broke down, I ended up needing to get my transmission fixed, I gotta right. get it replaced, that came in handy, yeah, so, like, it's just, like, life happens, and so, you know, I've paid off one since then, but it's just like, you know, I still have the rest. And so, like I said, it's not a big deal. It's just like, you got to pay them, you know? Right. And I, I don't think it's a big deal. and I, I've really um been noticing a lot of like millennials actually paying them off in like three and four years and some less than that, but it's really about being devoted and actually like sticking to the plan.
1: Right. That's true. And I think it a lot of that is is a lot of the millennials that are coming up like you were saying earlier they're they're all into this entrepreneurship where they're making you know their yeah, own yeah they want to be
0: free you know right. like they don't want to be tied down to debt and I love right. it I love yes. I'm trying to be
1: about that life too
0: <laughs> yes I'm just like yes. yes I will get there like just continue to speak it over your own life like we will be debt free we will yes. get yes so, yes, that's what I told myself, and I know it's going to happen one day. We will make those six figures. Like <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes. Seven <laughs> figures, whatever. Right. Yeah, so you said you, you mentioned, um, and I don't know if this is, like, too nosy, so let me know if it is, but you mentioned that you actually stayed with your mom. So, did she help out with your daughter? I know when I moved in with my relatives, they did help, and I was very thankful because some days – like I did not feel like being bothered and they would like give her a bath and stuff like that. It was just right. the best thing, you know? Right. right.
1: Yeah, so I am I'm extremely blessed. I'm extremely blessed in the fact that like my my family, they're just so supportive and they just love her so much. Like they're obsessed with her. Um so I legit have family members begging me for her like my dad is like crazy in love with her
0: i saw that video of him with her um oh. in the car,
1: in the car yes. yes with his big old 50 something but sitting on her barbie car this is how obsessed like, he is yeah is
0: thing ever you know yeah. in, our, in our communities um you don't see a whole lot of that um right like you know grandpas even fathers like really taking time out with their children to like do those types of things so I was like oh it just made my heart smile yes
1: my you know my dad uh he is truly one of a kind like I am so blessed to have had him my mom is amazing too but you know I think in the situation that I'm finding myself in now like having really strong men around has been everything like You know, there are times when my baby, you know, gets sad about the fact that, you know, her dad is not really around right now. And if it wasn't for my dad, you know, and my brothers who step in and, you know, provide that male figure for her, um, I don't know what I would do. And, you know, so my dad helps me a lot. Um, He picks her up a lot from daycare. Um, when I'm working late, because we've been having to stay later at work. And so he picks her up, you know, he feeds her. And sometimes, you know, even if I am not working late, I'll get a text message. And he's like, "Uh, can I pick up the package? And I'm like, do you mean my child? (laughs) He's like, you know what I'm talking about? Can I pick her up? You know, he's just, he loves being around her. And so I'm lucky in that I do get, you know, that support when I need it. And Actually, sometimes it's hard for me to take the help. You know, it's not that I don't have help or that I have to do things alone. Um, It's just, I, I just have this, you know, I want to be everything that my daughter needs. I want to make sure that even though we are in this situation, which isn't ideal, you know, I never want her to feel like she's missing out on anything or that, you know, her parents didn't have time for her. So, You know, I find myself, even when my dad is asking, like, you know, do you want me to pick her up? I'm like, no, I got it. You know, even though I know I'm going to be super tired and it's going to take me a whole entire hour to get to her. um, I just, you know, I want to do as much as I can for her so that she knows no matter what happens, you know, mom is solid. You know, mom is always going to be there. So.
0: Um, I'm, I'm really lucky. Don't know that, yeah, and I think it's okay for you to accept help because you know it gets rough and you need those breaks. And so, yes. if are offering, then I, I really think that you should like, really yeah. <laughs> take it
1: up, take the take offer, it. girl. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah no, I've, I've gotten
1: better about it because um, I was very stubborn for a really long time, especially like right after the breakup. I just, I think you know, I was out to prove like. I don't need him. Like I, I'm an amazing mom. I'm gonna be okay. I can do it all. And um, I think a few months ago, I just, uh, I think everything kind of just came crashing down. And like, I just realized, you know, as much as I want to do it all as much as I want to be great at everything, like I'm still just freaking human. And right. I still have to sleep and I still have to take care of myself. Um, And so it's easier now, you know, to when my dad asks, I'm like, yes, please pick, yes, yes, dad, I'm so tired, please. (laughs) Um, So it's gotten easier. And I think that's just, you know, a learning curve for a first time mom. You want to be everything and you want to do everything. And if you're in a situation like mine, you kind of, you know, you're out to prove something. It's like, that's fine. You could go. We okay, you know? like you feel like Beyonce in that song it's like me and my baby we gonna live a good life you know
0: (laughs) yeah and I think for me you know because I I didn't grow up with a lot of support so I've always just been this independent person so when I got in a situation where okay like this is not gonna work it really didn't bother me too much it's just like I know and make it regardless and that can kind of be like I don't know a con I guess because like I too don't really like asking for help and even like I'm like about that like I don't know if it's like a thousand miles away from my family or whatever but it's like not much they can do like here Right. right but you know if somebody like from work or something offers you know to keep my child and I'm just like no because I don't really know you Yes. You know, like
1: oh my god. And so yes. I really
0: do appreciate it though, but I just can't, you know,
1: like, yeah, I feel <laughs> you. I'm there too. Like sometimes I'll have family members ask me and it's not that I don't know them. It's just like, mm, cause I don't know what your parenting skills is like. And you know, my baby is special. <laughs> like
0: yes. I just, I'm
1: so protective of her. It just, it really, and you like, have to I, be in this day yeah. and time.
0: Like, you just never know what people right. are thinking and what they they will do to your kids, you know?
1: Yeah, the world is getting, it's a scary place nowadays. And I feel like it's making me so jaded. Like, even with school, I'm just like, she's getting to that age now. And I'm like, uh-uh, can I homeschool? Because have you seen the news? Like, <laughs> it's so scary.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, I was talking to my grandma, actually, the other day. And she was saying, like, you know she thinks i should keep my daughter in private school and i'm just like you know it's really expensive um right. unless like i get like a huge salary increase or something mm-hmm. um we're just gonna have to pray about that thing and give it to the lord because it's right. gonna go to public school
1: right? <laughs> you just put give give it to god that's all you I can do is give so it to god so sorry like, no I feel you I literally today just looked at preschool tuition and it, it's like $900 a month I'm like oh my god yeah
0: I think like, that's about how much we pay like her dad and I we split it yeah. so it's um I want to say it's like we pay 380 each so no wow. that's not quite 900 but yeah that's still
1: yeah it's still a good chunk of money and then we so, have to yeah. buy
0: lunch too so and oh wow cool yeah so I guess if you add that you know don't do it yeah <laughs> so yeah it's really expensive and right. so yeah but to get to my next question so uh-huh. um you say you you get up early or you stay up late to do your work so like when you're working do you kind of explain to her that you're doing your school work or how do you keep her busy she's about to be four so she's three now right so does she kind of like understand um that mommy's doing work or is that like kind of hard to balance
1: um like I said we are still new um this is week seven for me so initially um I I didn't really have you know a conversation with her letting her know like mom's gonna have to do homework and My baby is like ridiculously smart. Like, so I sometimes tend to forget that she's only three and that, you know, I still have to tend to her like she's three. Like me and her have a conversation. Like we're both adults, you know, like I don't ever dumb things down for her. I just, I just tell it like it is. So the first couple weeks, you know, when it was time to do work. I would just tell her, like, you know, I've got to do work, honey, and I need you to, like, let me concentrate, so maybe go play, or maybe go do this, and I would suggest activities that she could do away from me, and I thought she would be fine, because, like I said, she's really smart, very independent, she can play by herself for hours, Um, but I think she started to get that my attention wasn't solely on her, Um, And so being as smart as she is a few weeks ago, she asked me if I would be sad if she ran away. And when she first said that it kind of threw me off guard. I didn't realize why she was saying it. And I was just like, why would you say that? Of course I would be sad. And you know, it just left there. But then the next weekend, as I was doing my homework again, Um, and, and, you know, she decided to twist the knife even deeper. She was like, mom, would you be sad if your daughter ran away? You know, like as if she wasn't my daughter. And so I was like, uh, I didn't know what to say to that. So I had to kind of sit and be like, those
0: girls are something else.
1: Right. I was like, dang, cold blooded. Like, (laughs) I was like, what? And so I had to stop and be like, okay, this is the second time she said that. What is going on? And so I realized, you know, okay, she is really feeling some kind of way that I'm having to kind of, you know, brush her off so that I can do my work. Um, And so she also started telling me, you know, she does dance and gymnastics and she would tell me that she didn't want to go to dance class, but she loves dance class. And so finally she just came out and she's like, mom, I just want to stay home and do activities with you. And so her saying that, right, her saying that kind of just like the light bulb went off and I was like, okay, I know that I have work and I know that it's a lot and I'm overwhelmed, but I still have this tiny little three-year-old who still needs me. Um, And so the way that I balanced it last week and it went really well is typically I'm so tired and I feel like I don't ever get to do anything fun. I'll have my computer on my lap but I'm not really doing my homework until like, you know, a few hours before the deadline anyway. So instead of like trying to pretend like, you know, all weekend, I'm so busy with homework. um, Last weekend, I let her go to the park. Um, It was the first time she had been to the park in all of these seven weeks because of my homework and stuff. I let her go to the park and we were there for like two or three hours and she just had a blast and she made new friends. And we came home and she was completely fine with me doing my homework. You know, she watched TV, she colored, she brought me drawings. And so um, I think it's kind of, it's a balancing act for sure. You have to remember that, you know, as much as you want to concentrate and just be a student, you know, you have, you're always mom. Like it doesn't matter what other role you're holding in that moment. You are always mom. So. I just had to remember that. And I had to remember that she's only three and she still needs air and play and fun. Um, And so I'm just making it a point now to make sure that I give her some hours of the weekend where it's just she and I, and, you know, she gets to have some fun Um, and hopefully it'll be okay. And she won't be threatening me with running away.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think that it will be, I think it's just, you know, like you said, we have to really, Um, realize that they're only a kid. Like she's only three. And like my daughter, she was four, and she told me something along the lines of, it must be really hard being a mommy. You never have time to play. You're always working. And so it was in that moment that I realized like I have to be more present at home. Like, even though you're here, you're Mm -hmm. always doing stuff, you're always moving, and you're not really stopping to take the time and just sit with them or like do those little activities like coloring or watching a show or something you know so that they feel like and it doesn't take much you know my daughter will say like she just wants me to watch two shows and she loves those youtube vlogs you know the ones with the kids and the toys oh yeah she loves that stuff but that's all she don't even really like cartoons as much anymore
1: oh wow yeah Yeah. i've heard that those things are popular (laughs) i've never seen them but i hear people talking about them all the time
0: Yeah, So that's what she likes to do. And so I'm just like, okay, so now, you know, I make it my business to like watch that with her. Now, sometimes it's tough during the week, because it's right. like, by the time we, we get home, probably around six two, and I've been trying to incorporate, like working out into my schedule. So yeah, either I would try to like do it before I leave work, because we actually have a gym at work. So I would leave work and then go change, go to the gym, pick her up from daycare, then come home, you know, eat and shower, do her homework, And then, by then, it's almost time for bed, you know, she may have an hour or two to watch a show, but more likely, you know, it's not that much time left. And so, um, on the weekends, like you, I've been trying to, you know, make it my business to actually get out and do something or just like color at home. And then I think, uh, two weekends ago, I brought Candyland and oh, I was like, yeah, so she yeah. really loved that. She wanted to play it two times, and we ended up playing it like five times. And I'm just, <laughs> just like, okay, just deal with it, you know? Yeah, you don't really sit down like this, anyways. So, right, need this, and she does too.
1: Yeah, so anyways,
0: we ended up doing that, but she really liked it. And then last weekend, we went to the park. So, I've been trying to really um do a better job on that because I think that's really important. Um. there's one quote it's it talks about you know like kids don't really want money like they really want your time so they don't really care about all the things all the material stuff right what yes. really matters is you just sitting down and spending like quality time with them that's what they really care about and that's what they actually remember
1: right so, so true yeah those little hours at the park she just was her face just lit up like she was a whole new child and I was just like
0: it's, That's it's all it took, the party. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was
1: like, child, we could have came here two weeks ago. But yeah, it's definitely important to, you know, remember that, you know, even though you're sitting there, you know, they can tell that you're not present and they feel that. So, you know, we kind of forget that even though they're these sweet little babies, that they are very much aware
0: of their surroundings. So definitely important to remember that. Yes. Now, um I have a question. I think earlier you said that you um I think it would may have been may have been a couple weeks ago where um something really came over you and you just had to get yourself together because I don't know, I guess you were thinking about a lot of things. So, what are yes. some ways that you keep your sanity and you kind of de-stress? I know everybody has their (laughs) own ways of doing things Uh and for me like I I think it's been kind of hard for me to keep up with this but like journaling really helps me you know just dump everything from my brain onto paper so Uh for you like I don't know what does that look like and then you know what I'm gonna share this and then I'm gonna let you tell but um I've really been thinking about therapy lately like just having somebody because I don't have family here Like, just somebody I can really just go to and sit down and just dump all my problems. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because I've really been hearing um, a lot of good things about therapy. Right. And so I'm like, okay, I might try it. But right. this is something that I, you know, I've just been thinking about. But I just wonder, like, how you actually deal with that. Because I know it's a different beast when you're actually living with someone and you're actually, you've been used to living on your own or with your significant other. You actually uh-huh. have to take a step back. So I know that was probably stressful in itself. You know, we used to like living in this one room and downsizing and all of that. So, yeah, talk about that.
1: Yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned therapy because um, a few months ago, I really wanted to go to therapy. But I also wanted to take my daughter. Um, I grew up with both of my parents were in my life, but I grew up with both of my parents being separated. I think they separated when I was six or seven. Um, and their relationship was really, really volatile. And my childhood, it wasn't terrible, um, but it definitely wasn't the happiest it could have been. Um, and so growing up, I just I just always knew, like, there's no way that I'm going to do this to my child. Not that my parents intentionally hurt me and my siblings, but um, I think that a lot of times adults forget um how much their relationships affect children you know like they loved us like they never you know were abused us or anything like that but just witnessing like your parents not loving each other it does something to your children and I don't think that people pay enough attention to that especially say that
0: again (laughs) yes
1: especially black families like I I I hurt so much for our black families like it breaks my heart that we don't pay attention enough to like I listen a lot to Sarah Jakes Roberts if y'all don't listen to her sermons Chow, she makes me cry she every gets it time. together
0: yes I. she love does
1: and she's always talking about generational curses
0: and I yes, truly and believe they that they are so real real yes
1: and so I you know growing up was like no it and it's the reason I held on so long to my relationship with my daughter's father I was like even if you know he doing his thing out in these streets I'm gonna hold this family together. Like it's whatever. She's gonna have a family. She's not gonna grow up the way I did, feeling a certain kind of way. Um, and so I knew very early on that she was gonna feel this, and this was going to affect her. And so I thought about therapy for a really long time for the both of us, because um, I really want to make sure that her her mental mind is right. Um, because I suffered from depression a lot. I suffer from really severe depression. Like I I'm talking like I'm laying in the fetal, don't talk to me. I don't eat for days, kind of depression. Um, and the the way that I learned how to deal with that is um when I became a beach body coach, like I was saying, um one of the like core business activities that they ask you to do is personal development. Um and you know, I had heard of self help books and maybe had read one or two, but I had never made it like an intentional everyday practice until I became a beach body coach. And that practice of personal development just like changed my entire life. It's legit like many sessions of personal therapy, like whenever you need it. Like you just, you open the book you, and I listen to books now. I used to be an avid reader, but with this child here, like <laughs> I cannot read a book to save my life or i find myself falling asleep cuz it's like the only downtime i have in my in my world now um so i listen to books like my one hour commutes they are therapy sessions so i listen to self help books i listen to uh books on spirituality um i'm finding that um my relationship with god is strengthening you know throughout all of this i didn't really have a really strong foundation in god before all of this but uh when you go through something as a <laughs> significant and as uh heartbreaking as what i've been through like you kind of have no other option than to call on a power greater than yourself
0: yeah and
1: it just led me to so like just so many other avenues like i was saying um sarah jakes roberts i just i adore every message that she has like i have cried on the way to work on so many occasions listening to her messages like she legit makes me feel the spirit of God. Like I get chills. I'm crying. It's like, I don't know where it's coming from, but I like it. Like it's weird. (laughs) Um, and you know, so I, that's what I do. I listen to a lot of audio books on spirituality and self-help. Um, I also meditate. I wish I could do it consistently, but um, if I'm really feeling like a wave of you know negativity or something coming over me, I legit will take a beat and I will stop everything. And I'll just take some deep breaths and just try and center myself. Um, and it's funny, my baby actually knows that I meditate because sometimes when I'm falling asleep, she'll be like, Oh mommy, are you meditating? And I'll be like, Oh, shut <laughs> I'm falling asleep. Mom's tired. <laughs> um, so I, I find that it's, it's so I know how important like mental health is and I am better at detecting when I'm about to fall into a depression or if I'm already there um and thankfully because I learned this practice of you know personal development and they called it filling your cup you're just you know reading or listening to something that's positive and you're replenishing yourself and um, I also, this pastor that I love, Michael Todd, uh, he's amazing. I'm going to have forget, to look him
0: up. I don't yes, I forget,
1: oh my God, I forget the name of his church. I I think it's called Transformation Church. They have an app. All of his sermons are there, and he, he is amazing, and he just speaks to me, and I feel like when I listen to like the word of God, not that it has to be dressed up a certain way, but I definitely absorb it when it's coming from someone who speaks my language, if you know what I mean. Like if it's somebody who uses the same euphemisms that I do, um, then I absorb it and I feel it more. I have never felt the way that I feel when I listen to Sarah Jakes Roberts. Like I knew for sure, like she and I, we going to be like friends of my best in my head, like best friends in my head, like for the rest of my days. Like I need her in my life. (laughs) If I ever meet her, (laughs) if I ever meet her in person, I'm legit just going to faint because (laughs) I like, she has changed my life and I, I, I feel so much closer to God and to my purpose and to my strength. Like I feel powerful. Yeah. I feel so powerful listening to her. Um, So yeah, I'm just really intentional about allowing myself to feel like I used to beat myself up about my depression and about feeling sad and, I'm also an introvert as much as I'm running my mouth tonight. I am very much an introvert and you know, being around crowds or, you know, a ton of people, it makes me feel a certain way. And I I used to feel weird about that, but once I accepted that that's just who I am and I'm like unapologetic about it, I'm just like, you know what? I can't be around, (laughs) I can't do this right now. And I'm so sorry, but I'm uncomfortable. And if I'm uncomfortable, like I don't, I remove myself from the situation. Like, I feel like we, you know, do so much negativity and do so much damage to our souls trying to please other people. And for what, if you're so unhappy inside, it does not matter what anybody else feels like it's, it, it matters that you feel uncomfortable and yeah. you don't have to be uncomfortable. And it's okay to say, I am uncomfortable and I'm sorry, but I have to remove myself. And if, they love you they understand that and if they can't understand that then that's okay too and you can just love them from afar bless and release (laughs) right (laughs) Um, Yes. yeah so i it's it's just the self-help books me meditating when i feel it coming and um, you know my baby being around my baby definitely changes things you know you can only be sad for so long looking at a face like that Like, <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. you have to
0: quickly pull it together like you do you can't, you can't allow yourself to be down because then they're looking at you like what's wrong right why, you know why do you look like that are you okay can I do something for you like yes. my daughter is the sweetest sometimes she talks so much okay yeah I, I don't know if there's any kid that's like five that talks more than her like I'm convinced that she <laughs> talks yeah. the most but um yeah I feel yeah.
1: like your daughter and my daughter would just love each other because my yes. kid like I I love her but sometimes I I have to tune her out because her conversations run on so long I'm just like uh-huh uh huh. I'm just like yeah, really. I mean, yeah,
0: that's so awesome. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yes,
1: <laughs> those stories be too long, child. But you don't want to cut them off. You don't want to clip their wings. You just be like, "Ooh, I'd be glad when she
0: goes to bed." <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> i'm like i told my mom i was like she talks from sun up to sundown yes. like if she gets up at 7 a.m and goes to bed at 10 or 11 she's still gonna be talking all day i'm like can you just give your voice a break it needs to rest yes no, i don't like breaks and i don't like rest well can we play the quiet game no i don't like that either <laughs> oh my god
1: these kids are so sassy
0: they aren't a mess but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we can go on and on about that all day but um, yes on this journey whether um single motherhood and I know you said it's only been like a year and mm-hmm. then um you know like starting school like what do you think has been your biggest sacrifice thus far
1: oh my biggest sacrifice
0: like, do you think it's like, it's like kind of personal to where, like, it's something you had to give up within yourself? Or uh-huh. I don't know, like, what does that look like for you?
1: Yeah. Um, I would say that my biggest sacrifice is my comfort, really. Um, if, if I hadn't made the decision to be stronger for my daughter, um, I would guarantee that I would still be in a very, very toxic relationship with my ex. Um, Even to this day, um, I can, you know, firmly and securely say, like, he is the love of my life, even as broken as he is he was the love of my life he was my best friend we like had the same person you know besides the the fuck boy qualities uh we had the same personality like <laughs> we just made each other laugh everybody was kind of like taken aback when they found out how toxic our relationship was and that we were ending because we really were like two peas in a pod and i would have been content And in my brokenness to stay with him with all of the disrespectful ways he was treating me, I would have stayed in that um, if I just decided to choose comfort over strength for my daughter. And I would say that that was probably my biggest sacrifice because it was hard as hell. It was hard as hell to let him go. And it's still hard. Like, I feel like I feel myself quivering right now because... I loved him like I don't you know I have never loved someone the way that I loved him I would have done anything to keep that relationship going even if it meant devaluing myself and I think being this little girl's mom and not ever wanting her to devalue herself the way I was yeah I had to be uncomfortable I had to show her that this is not acceptable I don't give a damn how much you love him or who he is to you, or what he says to you, yes. if he doesn't show you that he values you, and that he understands that you are worthy of more, then damn it, you leave, no matter how painful, no matter how you gonna be crying, listening to sad songs, like, why, Lord, why you take him away? You gotta yeah. let it go. Because um, in the long run, it may not feel as painful you know because you think he's with you and it's okay you know we have an agreement it's not okay it's really not and the damage that is being done is so much deeper than we ever realized and I didn't I just couldn't have my baby seeing that you know I couldn't have her thinking that this was love and that this is what a woman is supposed to be treated like so I had to be an example for her and so I would say that that is my biggest sacrifice you know having a give up somebody that I love to the moon and back and, you know, just being uncomfortable and, and being alone, you know, cause I, like I said, suffer yeah. from, I suffered from depression. I had low self-esteem for a really long time and I had to force myself to, you know, break that stronghold. And it was difficult and it's still difficult. I, like yeah. I said, just had a really, <laughs> really bad bout with depression a few months ago and I had to like, again like you know center myself I had to pray I had to ask God to pull me through because I felt myself slipping back into it um so it's an everyday struggle uh everyday sacrifice but um for my daughter it is a million times worth it I'd do it all over again and I'm thankful for her you know I tell everybody that she really has made me stronger than I ever knew I could be and so I'm blessed to be her mom and blessed to have met him and, you know, to have gotten her because, you know, if I didn't meet him, I wouldn't have her and I cannot imagine my life. I don't know what my life, I don't know what my life was before she came along. She just gives me so much purpose and light. So I'm blessed, but definitely a
0: sacrifice. Yeah, I think, like, a lot of people will probably benefit from that because um, it's tough for some people who are not used to being alone. Like I said, for me, you know, yeah. I grew up, like, kind of independent. I've been working since I was, like, 15, so it's right. kind of, like, not a huge deal, um, yeah. but for, for other people, it's, like, oh my gosh, like, what am I gonna do? How will I get through this? There are, like, so many questions, and they don't feel like they can make it And Uh, make it work and make it through but you know you just let somebody know today that there is a a purpose and there is it it is possible you know to make that sacrifice and to actually see the manifestation and how you actually can make it through and what it feels like what it looks like you know and actually to believe it before you can see it you know like that's power
1: yes you have to yeah if you really don't believe it um it'll be very difficult and it'll be very easy for you to fall back into your old habits because you know those strongholds that we have over us they have so much power they you know can make us do things that we know are wrong but We just have to, you know, believe that we are worth more and we are like, it doesn't matter who you are, what you have, what you do, smart, dumb, pretty, fat, whatever, like you're worthy. There's somebody out there who's going to love your dirty draws. You just got to find them. You just got to be patient.
0: (laughs) Yes. So, thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Oh, of
1: course. Yes, it was my pleasure.
0: And so, like, at the end of every conversation, I like for people to share, um, like, I don't know, when piece of advice um mm-hmm. for another mom who may be trying to do the same thing so in this case like uh-huh. another mom who may be considering graduate school that is actually single parenting now i know you're going online so maybe mm-hmm. another mom who may be considering an online program like knowing what you know now um in this seven months everything you've learned uh-huh. uh, being in your situation like what is that one piece of advice that you have that you can share that may help them ooh one piece of advice
1: um i would say the one piece of advice that um that i literally just like stumbled upon is um it's going to be tough it it's going to be tough adding on this whole new thing even though it's online and you feel like oh that's fine i'll just do it in my spare time. You don't realize how much spare time you actually don't have until you add something else to your schedule. And then you're like, dang, I really don't have a ton of time to be doing these assignments. Um, I want to say that just breathe and just know that it's going to be tough. It like nothing worth having ever comes easy. So just know that it's going to be tough and know that you're going to have late nights. And know that the majority of the time you're going to be submitting your assignments at the last flipping minute, but what matters is that you submitted it before the deadline. I used to get so stressed out and get so down on myself, like, oh, I'm procrastinating, I'm waiting until the last minute. And then this last week, you know, after I took my daughter out and I let her have fun, I literally turned my assignment in probably ten minutes before the deadline. It's not something that I would ever choose to do before my daughter. But I had to have grace and patience with myself and realize that I am taking on a lot. I am literally raising an entire human being without her father by my side. I'm doing that by myself. And I do have my family's support, but at the end of the day, it's really all on me. It's really all on my shoulders. It's something that I feel every day and it's heavy and I get stressed out and I'm tired and I still have to make time for working out and taking care of my kid. It's a lot. Um, and I feel that if you are not gentle with yourself and if you don't have grace for yourself and remind yourself that you're taking on a lot and it's okay to take your time and it's okay to do things at the last minute and it's okay to not be perfect, um, then it it's easier. It's definitely easier because I think as moms especially as single moms we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect because we We feel like i'm all she or he has i can't be anything less than perfect but these kids man these kids love us like no matter how much we suck at life they think we're great like they think we're superheroes (laughs) (laughs) they do so it's you know if, if if i know that if i know that my kid thinks the world of me no matter if I turn my assignment in crazy early or crazy late, then I'm good, and I can just take a breath, and, and life doesn't seem as difficult because, because I'm, you know, your reality is what you perceive it to be, so whatever you think of yourself, whatever you think of your reality, that's what it is, and if I tell myself that it's okay, then it's okay. <laughs> yes, those
0: words have power. yes. All right. Well, thank you so much again. Um, is there anything that you want to share before we, you know, say good night?
1: No, I have had such an amazing time. I was telling you right before this, I was so sleepy and ready to knock out. And now I just have all this energy. So I think I just may <laughs> get my workout done because my baby is now asleep. So I'm probably going to get my workout in.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. let everybody know where they can find you if they want to connect on social or, you know, like the blog. I'll link that actually um, in the show notes. So you can send that to me afterwards. To oh, sure of that course. I get that um, in there. Yes,
1: yes. So um, I am on Instagram at Miss Desiree Harper. It's Miss Desiree, D-E-S-I-R-A-E Harper, H-A-R-P-E-R, Miss Desiree Harper. On Snapchat, I am Desiree Harper as well. Um, And I, like I said, I'm a a writer with Worthy, the Worthy blog. Um, But I also have my own little blog that I'm trying so hard to fit into my schedule as well, because I really do enjoy writing, and I want to build that blog up, Um, so I do have, you know, a teeny tiny blog on fierceandflawlesslife.com, fierceandflawlesslife.com is where I am as well, so hopefully that'll be something big, you know, that people love and enjoy, and you know actually want to read so that'd be nice
0: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah. I'll link both of those that way oh Nikki, great um, thank you, you so much those. no problem and thanks again I really appreciate it and I had such a good time talking with you
1: me too I feel like we're kindred spirits I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we'll definitely good. have to do this
0: again especially like um, at the end of your completion so you're on month seven so you have four five months to go right
1: Oh, I am on week 7. So oh, I I'll be seven. Yes, I'll oh be gradu- I wish it was month 7. <laughs> i was I'll like, be, Wait. <laughs> yeah. I'll be graduating um in December, so at the end of this
0: year. Okay, so yeah, we'll have to do a follow-up. Just to yes. see how everything went and how it's going. Yeah, know.
1: I would love that. Of course. This was so much fun. Thank you
0: so much for having me. Yes, you're welcome anytime. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And you were actually able to see what it's like going to graduate school as a single mom. I know myself, I'm still on the fence about it, but I'm definitely still considering it, Um, especially since my job has a tuition reimbursement program. But let me know what you guys think. And if you are currently in graduate school or thinking about going and how you feel after having this? Um, after listening to this conversation, I look forward to your comments. And of course, as always, if you haven't subscribed, please do so so that you never miss an episode. Be sure to rate the podcast and share it with another mom friend or family. You can connect with me on Instagram at single black motherhood. I'm also over on Facebook at single black motherhood. Be sure to join the group and connect with other single Black moms. Until next week, thanks again for listening. Bye!